2020 hit everybody on the planet. And one of the things that I don't know about you, but I missed the most, was being able to hug someone. Whether that be a close friend, relative or colleague in the office, there is that connection that a hug gives us. Well, today in this episode, we're making conversations about cuddles count. What's new, Wendy Woo? We've had a couple of email reviews come into the office, which was great to hear, and I'm going to read them to you now. Dear Wendy, I started listening to your show after I saw it shared by Steve Judge on his social media. Good on you, Steve, for sharing. I wanted to let you know how inspiring I've been finding the episodes and have spent the last hour with tears in my eyes having discovered some of your earlier episodes. I won't spoil it for other listeners, but the Nikki Pattinson episode was very powerful. Keep it up, Wendy, your newest fan, Keith. Well, that's great, Keith. Thank you so much. It was a powerful episode, I have to agree. And here's another one. Wendy, been listening for a few weeks since my sister mentioned your show to me because I've been struggling with marketing. She told me about your recording with a man who hates marketing. Ah, oh, that'll be Johnny. And I absolutely loved it and I've been hooked ever since. I've just binged five other episodes. I've pressed the big follow button on Spotify, so I'm looking forward to hearing more. Quick question, what's been your favourite episode so far? Please say hello to my sister Sally Jo in Brighton. Thanks, Col. Well, Col, thank you so much for using that big follow button on Spotify. And my favourite episode? Shh, don't tell anybody. But my favourite so far? They're all my favourite. And right now, I'm going to introduce my latest new favourite, Mandy Ward from writemybook.co.uk making conversations about cuddles count. Mandy, we always start the episode by sharing how we met and it'll be no surprise to a lot of the regular listeners that we met on the wonderful platform that is LinkedIn. Yes, I posted about my recent picture book, The Cuddle Monster, a character called Oxy, which is short for oxytocin, aka the cuddle hormone. And a character that I created to help children with anxiety and specifically really resonates at the moment because of what's been going on with COVID and the fact that we can't actually physically hug the people that we want to hug, which is, you know, quite difficult for children to understand. So that's a very good timing, actually. Yeah, Mandy, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have had the book in my hands and been able to pass it on to my five-year-old nephew, who I can't cuddle at the moment. And I, I just saw such a beauty in that story. And I could just see that there should be no child really without the cuddle monster. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as I said earlier on, I sent it to a friend who'd ordered it and she passed it on to her brother who'd had, who was having a difficult time at work and he read it with his son and they both cried. So it was, you know, from a 
letting out emotion perspective, it's a very positive thing. And the more we can do to support each other at this moment, you know, especially now coming January through to March, it's going to be a tough few months timing wise obviously I didn't know COVID was going to occur but you know getting on with the book during the lockdown alongside another book that I was writing at the time has been a really positive journey. And of course in what you do Mandy you know you've got your own books that you've got on the shelf so to speak for people to read but your journey changed last year didn't it where you now helping other people bring their stories to life. Yes, what happened, I'd had a very successful, still got a successful career in HR if I wanted it, because like good HR people are always challenging to find. So what happened was, we obviously we had COVID and I finished a temporary contract in April last year, you know, which started off to be a couple of weeks to help someone out and ended up being there 10 months. And I got to the end of April and I thought to myself, if I'm not going to do it now, I'm never going to do it. So I changed my profile on LinkedIn and, you know, waved HR off in the distance. And my first customer came along. And since then, I've been helping that customer and other people to tell their story. Is there any specific stories that seems to be attracted to you, Mandy? Or is it a real wide range of stories that you're handling? There's quite a range, actually. What I've had more of lately, which makes a lot of sense, is life stories and people wanting to tell their story and wanting to help others through telling theirs. I had an interesting chat with a young man last Thursday, actually, for half an hour. The question that a lot of people ask me is, do you think my idea is a good idea? And there's no such thing as a bad idea because everybody's life is different and everybody's got something that they can send on. And through having this chat with this young man, even though he's only 25, he's had a lifetime of experience in terms of becoming resilient, um, managing a disability. You know, and I said, absolutely, you've got a great idea there. And because he's still close to school, which is when a lot of defined moments happened for him, the hurdles in life that were thrown at him that he overcame, he's absolutely got a story that he can tell that he can help other people not just those who've got a similar disability, but inspiring everybody to move forward. And then the other stories have been fiction stories that people have have wanted to get out there. And in particular, there was a a chap I met a few weeks before Christmas who had started writing a story and had asked me to, I was asked to read. And the story was what I thought was a romance, but the story is actually intended for a much younger audience, but that wasn't coming across. Um, So I spent probably three hours with this guy and helped him structure his story and gave him a framework using a engineering technique called Ishikawa, actually. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I have. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't so profess I used... to know what it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it was, it, it was a professor who uh, created a problem-solving technique, and it's all about cause and effect, which a lot of good stories is all, you know, a good story is all about, well, Mr. X did this and he did it for these reasons. So it's a cause and effect technique which helps you understand how to solve a problem. So if a character does one thing, why does he do it? And if you start off a story at the fish face end with a solution at the other end, you work through the spine of the fish and you work through the spine of the book at the same time. So I spent two and a half hours with this guy and helped him come up with a structure for his story with a start, a middle and an end, which would be more attractive to the ideal reader. So it's sometimes as simple as helping people structure the book to get them kick-started on their writing journey. 
but there's a wide range really but a lot as I say lately if I think it's to do with the fact we've got COVID going on and people want to tell their story because we never know whether we're going to be here tomorrow and it sounds quite morbid but actually you know if you've got people in your life and then they're no longer there what do you know about them? Yeah I've seen an upsurge of certainly sitting on the sofa through the Christmas break don't normally get to see many adverts because I'm just so busy, but with the amount of telly I've consumed, it was interesting. <laughs> the tell your life story, that has really risen. And in fact, I've got a family member that I thought would be a good present and a good gift for, and then saw the price and I thought, oh, she's never going to agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's having that process in place, isn't it? If you can get some form of structure. And the other interesting part of any sort of good conversation or story is there is always seated in some emotion somewhere isn't it going to trigger something yes yeah and of course Darren Brown got a group of people together from all all parts of Europe in one of his episodes I remember and he said I'm going to write a personality profile about all of you he got them all in a room because he had a conversation with each of them separately then he got them all in a room with all these envelopes he was about to hand out and he dropped them all on the floor he said, oh, it doesn't matter because they're all the same. You know, we've all got the same emotions. We all have similar challenges. We all have emotions that we have to find ways to manage and resilience that we need to build. We've all got stories in us, definitely. And going back to that young man that you talked about with a disability and only being in his 20s, it kind of made me think as well that, you know, age is just a number. You can't tell maturity from somebody's age. I remember being told, you know, when I was sort of 13 years old that, oh, you've got an old head on young shoulders. And I think that is because life experience does kind of build that maturity up, doesn't it? That it can be. Yes. If you're listening to somebody and you're trying to guess what age they are, I can say safely from sort of 30 years of just purely speaking on the phone, 30 years ago, I'd have got wrong, but I've got better at guessing that age over time that there are subtleties of maturity that comes out and that life experience. I think it's sort of how it sits with you in your voice and your tone. Would you agree that that comes out in storytelling as well, Mandy? Yes, it does. And the other thing from both sides of the scale, just because somebody's older doesn't mean that they're wiser. And it's quite interesting because I took a job a few years ago and uh, somebody said something to me and I thought, oh, I've got to that stage where I look like a seasoned, wise, older lady, but they don't necessarily know what's going on in my head. A lot of the time we can make assumptions about people. There's a lot to learn from people coming up the road behind us. And there's also a lot to learn from people who are a lot further up the road. You know, I'm a little bit older now. And uh, yeah, there is wiseness in, in both ends of the scale. I wanted to let you know I'm offering a £50 discount on my very popular and successful one-to-one power-ups. Go to makingconversationscount.com forward slash power-up offer to claim it. So Mandy, it seems like a really good moment for me to introduce your pivotal moment where you can share that conversation that will hopefully inspire others listening if they're finding themselves in a similar situation. Yeah, wasn't necessarily one individual conversation, but a series of conversations around the expression, if not now, when. 
And many years ago, I think it was a financial times, a female journalist had written, never live so high on the hock that you can't say knickers to your current employer or the role that you're in at the moment. And so there was a series of conversations I had with mentors throughout the years that where it's about finding the courage to do something different and being practical about it as well in terms of having security behind you and a money in the bank to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to feel safe in doing that. So it's been a series of conversations really that have proved pivotal. Waiting for the stars to align. Yeah. And again, when I talk about and we talk about, you know, there's no such thing as an overnight success. It can take many years. And in my own instance, that journey did take probably 10, 15 years till I got to a point where I felt not only if not now when and COVID kind of brought it along for a lot of us, it's being in a situation where you're secure enough to be able to do that without putting yourself or anybody else at risk financially. That was always you know, very important for me. And it's then being able to take calculated risks, you know, talking to my mentors that I've had. So mentors that don't necessarily know that they are mentors. They're good friends, people with experience, people that have opposing views to you that can challenge you so that it can sometimes rock your foundations because you always think the way you always think. If you've got somebody out there, there's a critical friend that always spots the mistake. You want them in your life because they're going to stop you from falling over. They're going to stop you from, you know, making the mistakes that are obvious to them, but are not obvious to you because we can be blind. You know, we've all got blind spots. So it's having somebody around that can say, actually, Mandy, have you thought about X, Y, Z? Oh, okay, then I hadn't thought about that. Sometimes as well, because that experience can build up over time, you forget how long that you've been creeping towards the end goal. So that journey, you think that you haven't started it when actual fact you've got quite a well-trodden path behind you. And it's important to look back and realise how far you've come. You know, what's got you to that point where the same for me last year was jump off the mountain and build the plane on the way down. And I think that is very accurate as to how that leap of faith feels, because the way I describe it is when you start doing something new, it's like being on the end of a bungee rope with nothing to grab onto. You know, that second bounce of the bungee, then the third bounce, there's nothing for that person to grab onto. That's how it feels, how it felt for me and how I describe it. And I think that's an accurate summation of how it feels when you're starting out and doing something totally different. So taking baby steps, I was advised at least three months gross salary behind you. And I know that's not practical for everyone, but have a side gig start something as a side gig and ask yourself the question can I do this and start the journey and like you said if you look at the pyramids they took a long time to build but they started with one square didn't they often it's that making that start that's the leap of faith right there isn't it that you've started it is that one step in front of the other. And before you know it, you've walked a mile. And before you know it, you've walked a marathon. And before you know it, you can very quickly build up to where you want to be. And like you say, having those right people around you that support you and have those conversations, good or bad, because we need the good and bad conversations, don't we? We need to be questioned too, as well as, you know, the pat on the back that you're doing a grand thing. And again, pivotal conversations include the expression, but feedback is a gift, but it's not always gift wrapped is the one that a friend of mine uses quite a lot. And and actually that feedback is, is critical to success. And 
it's not about running out there and buying an expensive coach necessarily. There's a lot of people who could be willing and are willing if you ask to be mentors. It's quite a flattering thing when somebody says, can I ask your advice on something? And you know, the commitment has got to be there, both sides really. And if there is somebody that's willing to mentor you, they don't necessarily have to know that they're a mentor. You know, the, a thank you can be a thank you card or a, the word thank you. It doesn't have to be a paid situation. In fact, you know, quite often it's best if you pick somebody who's totally separate to who you are and what you do for a living. I'm involved in a second business with my work wife, Colette, who I've missed dearly in lockdown because we do face-to-face events. And in our startup, we approached the Growth Hub. And it was a brilliant resource as a startup because we were lucky enough to get onto their 12-week mentor program. You could have them whenever you wanted. And they've got coaches, they've got people that are in the situation that will give up their time freely for startup businesses to help them along the way. And often you don't know what help it is that you need until you start asking questions. One thing I'd say about people who are making the jump is there's that much out there. Sometimes it can be totally confusing. You can get, you can drown in the advice and help that's out there. There's that much out there that's for free. And there's that many organisations. There's groups on Facebook. Freelance Heroes is a really good one. I've connected with on Facebook. If you ask a question on LinkedIn, LinkedIn's a fantastic platform because everybody wants to offer their opinion and everybody's got an opinion, which is great. Yes. And the different viewpoints. And so there's lots of ways to have those pivotal conversations, isn't there? And I know I haven't picked on one in particular, um, but there's been one was, if not now, when? Yeah. That's the running theme for you, Mandy. And I'm so glad you chose to because... That is how we met. I'm not sure that we would have met if you were a HR specialist. Yeah, Oxy, that cuddle monster, brought us together and is going to continue to bring us together as that journey continues. Can't wait to see him physically. That's the plan for this year. And what's been lovely about Oxy is exactly what you just described there. There's been many discussions and pivotal conversations, you know, like the lady that had a copy and gave it to her brother who was in his 40s, you know, it helped him massively. You start the journey, you just never know where it's going to lead. And what you have to be, I would suggest, is be flexible in your approach and be curious. And when people invite you onto things like you've invited me onto this, Wendy, it's me stepping out of my comfort zone because it's my first podcast. You've got to do these things. Focus is the mind because it gives you something else to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it hasn't you know. been too painful, has it, man? It's been a grand <laughs> conversation. I'm so glad you accepted. Thank you for giving up your time to come and chat to us about Oxy, about how you can help people write their book through your Write My Book website. So please tell the listeners how they can pick up the conversation with you, either online or, or wherever. You can find me on LinkedIn, Mandy Ward, book, the book mentor, call myself the book lady, the book mentor. And you can also find me at my website, which is writemybook.co.uk. I do hope you enjoyed yet another new episode of the Making Conversations Count podcast show. It's great to have those reviews coming in for us to read and be able to share and give you a shout out. It's really important that you start following the show because things are changing in the podcast land. And if you're not following, you may just miss an episode. It's also great that you can leave a review for guests. 
So make sure that you click the ellipsis or the three dots or the three lines, whatever it is on your podcast page, click the follow. And then if you click settings and make sure the notifications are enabled as well for automatic downloads. So you're never, ever going to miss any of the future episodes that are coming out next week. I mean, none of that would have happened. I wouldn't have even been aware of that person if I hadn't had that random conversation. The very talented Sarah Townsend. (laughs) 